Hi, thank you for tuning into the Shorts Decks. I'm Lisa Quintero, Young Adult Librarian. And I'm Lizzie Jelly, Virtual Engagement Librarian. This is a show where we talk to you about what we've been reading, listening to, or watching. And this week we are talking about crossover between the romance genre and either fantasy or sci-fi. Uh, so Lizzie, you want to get us started? Oh my gosh, do I ever. <laughs> this happens to be one of my favorite genre blends of all time. This is quite honestly, all I've been reading in 2023. So <laughs> if you need a fantasy or romance recommendation, mm-hmm. I'm your girl. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know where to start. I mean, maybe it'd be good to kind of review basic definition of what is a romance, what is a fantasy, yeah. and how they kind of intersect with each other. Yeah, yeah. So fantasies are often, you know, like stories that involve either special creatures like dragons or, you know, sometimes other fantasy creatures like werewolves or things like that. Um, And they also sometimes are, you know, they take place in like Lord of the Rings types realms. Um, Lots of like adventure, friendship stories, that kind of thing. Um, Usually magic, right? Yeah, often magic, not always. Um, Or superpowers. Oh, yes. Or, you know, in the last few years, it's been a lot more with superpowers. Um, And there's like a... There's a ton of fantasy subgenres as yes, well, right? Yes, like, this is a huge genre. There are tons of fantasy subgenres, yes, because there's like dark fantasy, which would be like your Game of Thrones. Um, there's like historical fantasy. There's, you know, the, the retellings of fairy tales, oh, yes. which have been popular. Um, like, there was one that came out of that was like a retelling of Wendy and the, the Lost Boys or something like that that came out last year. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, okay. you know, there's all sorts of subgenres. And sometimes they involve romance, and sometimes they don't. And sometimes it's just a little bit, and sometimes it leans pretty heavy on the romance. And that's um, where we get some big crossover, crossover energy. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we, I know we talked about romance, I think, last season a little bit. Mm-hmm. But just as a refresher for anyone who maybe skipped that episode, mm-hmm. um, romance really only has two main requirements to be a romance in the romance genre. And that it has to have a central love story that's important to the plot, mm-hmm. and it has to have happily ever after or a happy for now Mm -hmm. if it has a sad ending it cannot be a romance (laughs) (laughs) so that's for me at least that's really helpful in deciding like if something is more of a fantasy or more of a romance because Mm -hmm. if there's any sort of unhappy ending never mind can't be a romance (laughs) unless it's a series though sometimes that's where it gets tricky tricky. there's lots of gray area here and i love to wallow in that gray area Yeah, like one one series, a very popular series that came out many years ago that people, you know, might consider romance is the True Blood series. You know? Yes. And that would be both like fantasy, horror, and romance. Exactly. And some books end not happily and some do, but it's a whole long series. Right. And we get all these different kind of romantic storylines and we really, yeah. So there's lots of ways that you can, as a romance reader, there are tons of fantasies that you will like, mm-hmm. right? And as a fantasy reader, there are tons of romances that you will like. Mm-hmm. And they they do. They cross all over the place. If you look up some of these books that we're going to talk about, even in just the library catalog, you'll see some of them live in fantasy, some of them live in romance, mm-hmm. some of them live in general fiction. Mm-hmm. It truly just depends because they they can be many things at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So why don't you tell us about some of your favorite fantasy Oh, titles. my gosh. I fantasy romance. We could be here all day, unfortunately, <laughs> but I've been really into some romantic fantasies lately, and one that I absolutely will not stop talking about, like I tell it to anyone who asks me what I've been reading and what I recommend lately, is A Marvelous Light by Freya Mars. Okay. It is oh, it is so good yeah. in so many ways, and I definitely think it skews 
more fantasy than okay. romance. There's a lot of romantic like plot elements in it, mm-hmm. but I would put it as a fantasy mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, it's book one of the Last Binding trilogy. The first two books have come out, and it is a like a queer mystery magic story set mm-hmm. in Edwardian England. Okay. Um, so it follows Robin, who is like a non-magical government employee, mm-hmm. and he gets accidentally desi- assigned to the magical unit okay. um, to replace someone who's disappeared. And the person he's partnered up with is just this really uptight magician named Edwin. Okay. And like very stereotypical, like by the book, no nonsense, very anxious kind of. And Robin is this very like, I think of him as like a college football player. Okay. He's got big golden retriever energy. Uh-huh. He's just very boisterous, very friendly, always got a smile, has no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Okay. And so they have to team up to kind of undo a curse and unravel this like magical government conspiracy okay. kind of. And so it's really fun to watch their energies just really bounce off of each other because mm-hmm. Robin is one of the ones that ends up curse uh-huh. and so Edwin's like oh if I don't fix this I think he's gonna die and Robin's <laughs> like well, I don't care I'm having a great time like, <laughs> but it's so it's so cool and they end up falling in love along the way of course mm-hmm. um but it reminded me a lot of like if you're looking for something that's like Harry Potter but not Harry Potter mm-hmm. and a little more grown up mm-hmm. I would highly recommend okay. this but yeah, yeah I, I recommend magic. it to literally yeah. everybody. Yeah. And the cover's so cute, too. It's, like, purple, and it's got, the, like, the two main characters on it in orange. And mm-hmm. it's, like, this, I don't know, this really pretty kind of, like, floral background. It's beautiful. Oh, it's what? just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other ones that you have? Oh, stop. I just, <laughs> I could go all day. Another one that I really, really loved that I read early on this year is called A Taste of Gold and Iron by Alexander Rowland. Okay. Um, and I hadn't really heard anything about this, but I saw the cover, and I was like, oh! <gasps> How romantic. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know. If you see the cover, you'll be like, oh, yeah, Lizzie would love this book. Uh-huh. Um, it's got two men on the cover, and they're, like, leaning against each other. It's like a close-up, and they're just, like, lovingly gazing at each other. Uh-huh. It's definitely very fantasy, though. Um, it's set in this, like, queer, normative, matrilineal society that's kind of inspired by the Ottoman Empire. Okay. Um, which is really, it's, it's just fascinating conceptually, because uh-huh. we get this universe where, like, Homophobia isn't super a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we follow Prince Kadu as he's investigating this counterfeiting conspiracy, mm-hmm. which is like a whole thing because their kingdom is like um, known for having like the most solid currency. And part of the magic of this universe is they can like taste metal mm-hmm. and like know the composition. Ooh. It's really fascinating. So they know counterfeit money like mm-hmm. right away by like just like touching it, tasting it. They're like, oh, that's a fake. Makes me think of geologists when they like lick stones. No, literally. That's what it like. <laughs> Like, they're like holding it they're like this one has more of this in it like, fascinating love that energy um but it's kind of another like sunshine and grump story mm-hmm. as well because like prince kadu is just he's so nice and he's mm-hmm. so sweet and so gentle and he gets paired up with um his bodyguard named evamer who is just the grumpiest curmudgeon you could ever meet like mm-hmm. oh my gosh he's he's not mean he's just uptight mm-hmm. but like it's so cute to watch them kind of have to work together to undo this conspiracy and there's a lot of conversation about like the power dynamics of their relationship too mm-hmm. and there's so many um good romance tropes mm-hmm. but yeah i loved it it's kind of long and i did it as an audiobook mm-hmm. and it was quite good i really liked the narrator and the pacing of it so mm-hmm. highly recommend if you're okay. looking for a fantasy audiobook cool yeah, one of the ones that I have is actually a YA book. It's called The Good Luck Girls, and it is both fantasy and a little bit of sci-fi and romance. Ooh. So it's a mix of everything. We love a good blend. Um, yeah, and it's a 
little dystopian too. Um, so it is, uh, seems like it's uh, been, you know, slated to be the first of a series. Yes, we yeah. love a series. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like Westworld meets The Handmaid's Tale. Um, so it's about a bunch of adolescent girls and they live in this like world that's modeled after like the Old West. And they work at as um, prostitutes. They are sold into it as children. And then, like, they, you know, and it's about the main character is um, this girl. Oh, what is it? Clementine. And Clementine, um, it's, you know, as children, they're, they're kind of maids in the house. And then once they hit their 16th birthday, they're made to work, like, okay. with the, you know, men or whatever. And so on her first night that she's supposed to, you know, do the thing, she kills her John, <laughs> and um, and so her and a bunch of the other girls have to dispose of his body and run away. Um, but the fantasy element in this is that they are all marked with these tattoos on their neck that indicate that they are what's called good luck girls, so that they are returned to their owners, um, and they can't cover them up with anything. Like, oh. if they try to cover up with makeup or, like, a scarf or anything like that, it makes their skin burn, and it gets to the point where it's so uncomfortable that they can't, like... They can't keep it covered. And so, so yeah, they, like, you know, start working their way across the country because they know about this woman. Um, and I can't remember what she's called, but, you know, she, there's this lore that she she's able to get rid of their tattoos and okay. that they could, you know, live normal lives um, and not be good luck girls anymore. And so, yeah, the, the first book is kind of the journey to get to this woman, and then it kind of ends when they... Won't spoil the ending, but it <laughs> ends when they get to, to their, their destination and find out some information that isn't exactly what they thought. But um, yeah, I'm excited for, for the next book. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, I guess, you know, the only thing that made me think it like a little bit sci fi is um, it's got some kind of like, uh, what's it called? The locomotive, uh, steampunky kind of stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it doesn't really lean heavily on that. It's more dystopian, more fantasy. Um, so, you know, in YA, it's interesting because I feel like there's a lot more crossover with genres in YA than there yes. is in adult stuff. Like in adult, I feel like there's more like, you know, two genre crossover where in YA, sometimes it's like, let's throw everything <laughs> in here. Mashup, which I love, too. Really. I was like, yes, how many genres can we put in one book, please? <laughs> so what else do you have? Oh, I feel like... Just by default, I have to mention the Accord of Thorns and Roses series mm-hmm. by Sarah J. Mass mm-hmm. because I can't talk about romantic fantasies without mentioning it mm-hmm. because it is so popular yeah. and there's just constant discussion yeah. around it as well. So obviously I read the whole series because, of course, yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, they're super long, but the audiobooks are really good. So okay. again, another audiobook plug for y'all. Um, it's always trending on TikTok. Well, it has been for the last years, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, and this series is often banned Mm -hmm. in a lot of school libraries so I wanted to read it just to kind of see what all the fuss is about you know I'm like I want to know what's going on so I can actually give honest answers um it's mostly worth the hype Mm -hmm. I would say it's very like um like human girl Farah is kind of captured and brought into this like dangerous and magical land of the fairies Mm -hmm. um by Tamlin who's a high lord um, romances bloom, there's a curse to be broken, and Farrah faces just danger after danger. So it's a lot of, like, kind of girl power energy where mm-hmm. she saves herself and everyone else many, many times. Uh-huh. So if you love those kind of storylines, it's mm-hmm. good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. 
This is a tough one mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because it's like a young adult and new adult series mm-hmm. at the same time. And I know there's tons of discussion about whether it should live as an adult series mm-hmm. or as a young adult series. And Lisa, you might have a little more insight on this too because I think it it really varies by mm-hmm. library where you're going to find yeah. this yeah. one. We have it divided. We have um, a lot of the early books are in young adult and then the ones that have come out as adult under the publisher's yeah. uh, you know, word, we've put those in adults. So... Because it's one of those series where it seems like the characters grow over time or whatever. And they and do. So, they do. Um, you know, so sometimes that happens and you end up, like, dividing the series. So. Absolutely. Which I was, I just find also interesting. You know, like, as a librarian, I'm really into this yeah. stuff, of course. But I think when we first meet Farah, she's maybe 18 or 19. Okay. So very, like, she's obviously a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then we follow her for a couple of years. So, mm-hmm. like... As readers, you get to kind of see her grow. And so you move mm-hmm. from like those teenage concerns to more adult concerns, yeah. right? Of more like kind of political elements come into it and more um, intense relationship mm-hmm. elements come into it as well. But I would recommend it if you like romantic fantasy. Mm-hmm. I read the whole series. Honestly, the fourth book was my least favorite, which yeah. I think is the one that gets banned the most. But it's not my least favorite <laughs> for the reasons that they ban it. I just found Nesta to be kind of annoying, to okay. be honest. Um, <laughs> She was, just, she, was, she was going through it for, like, 900 pages. And I was okay. like, can a girl get a break? Like, come on, Sarah J. Matt, please, just throw her a bone. She's so depressed. Uh-huh. Like, help her out. Uh-huh. But if you can make it through it, um, I'm hopeful for a next book in the series because yeah. I want to know what happens with some of the other characters. Yeah. Also, I just realized that when I was talking about Good Luck Girls, I did not mention the romance elements. There are romance <laughs> elements to it. I just assumed. Yeah, no, I focus on, like, the fan, you know, I... That's the thing is, I like a lot of the books that are the crossover, and I do like some romance and stuff, but I don't seek out, like, romance in particular. And so, um, so like, I tend to focus on the, the genre that I'm looking for, but then it, then it has other stuff in it. I'm like, oh, this works for me. But <laughs> I think that's why we work so well, because I'm only focused on the romance elements, unfortunately. But, yeah, so in The Good Luck Girls, the romance elements are, uh, one, they meet a guy along the way who uh, helps them out. And one of the girls falls in love with him and, um, you know, they get into some trouble with him and there's some issues that go on there. And then also, too, uh, two of the girls that are running away are in a romantic relationship with okay. each other. So, Oh, so we get multiple yeah. romance yeah. storylines. I love that, too. <laughs> I'm a big fan of, like, romantic fantasy series where each book we kind of get, like, a new kind of pairing, mm-hmm. or, like, a new romantic plot line. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Cool. So what else do you have? Oh, I have too many, to be honest. <laughs> what else? Okay, I should mention a couple other of my absolute favorites of all time. Um, one that I also cannot stop talking about, and I love it so much I put it on the 2022 staff favorites list, mm-hmm. is The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy by Megan Bannon. Fun fact, she's a former public librarian. Mm-hmm. Um, so we love that. But it is it's so good, and it's so heartbreaking like if you want a romance that's gonna hurt you before it heals you Mm -hmm. I highly recommend this Mm -hmm. one because I love an emotional roller coaster Mm -hmm. but it's um it's a pen pal focused enemies to lovers romance but it's set in this like complete fantasy world where there's like um they call them drudges but they're like zombies and so it's like if you die and you don't like make it to the undertaker fast enough you're reanimated as like this really dangerous kind of creature in this borderlands mm-hmm. surrounding their like nation kingdom mm-hmm. whatever and it's called tandria and so there's like all kinds of lore about why that is why that happened and there's like marshals which one of our main characters named heart is a marshal who mm-hmm. like go out and kind of like 
try to hunt the drudges, try to collect them to bring them back to the undertaker so they can go through their like end of life process, basically. And then we meet Mercy, who is an undertaker. (laughs) She is overworked, underpaid, covering up for her brother, who is supposed to be the undertaker, but went off to undertaker school and said, no, I want to study like Greek mythology. And she's like, bro. What am I supposed to do here? (laughs) So she's covering for him and her father, whose health is failing. um, And they're both just so overworked, stressed, and lonely. Mm -hmm. So Hart, while he's out, you know, zombie hunting in the wilderness, very cowboy energy, like, around the fire, he writes an anonymous letter to a friend. Mm -hmm. And they have this, like, really funny magical postal system where it's, like, these, um, like, rabbits and lizards and owls who deliver the mail, but they're very sassy about it um, because they're, like, demigods. Okay. And so he has, like, a, a rabbit who is his personal, like, male person who just bullies him the whole time. <laughs> so he comes to get it, and he's like, now nah, I'll get this where it's supposed to go. Uh-huh. Um, and it ends up getting to Mercy. Uh-huh. And Hart and Mercy, for perspective, hate each other. Uh-huh. Every time Hart stops by her, like, funeral home, she is pissed off. She's like, I don't want to deal with your nonsense. Why are you bringing me this stuff? You know I'm tired. I can't do it. Uh-huh. And Hart's like, why is she so mean to me? She's nice to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> But they end up really falling for each other and understanding each other through their letters back and forth. Mm-hmm. But they have no idea. Mm-hmm. They're writing to each other mm-hmm. until they plan a little meetup and Hart walks into the cafe, sees Mercy at mm-hmm. the table with her little letters and says, absolutely not. I'm not doing it. It cannot be her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she thinks that the person stood her up, super upset, all of that. And we get a really fun family mm-hmm. for her as well. So lots of really good side characters in this one. Um, but they do end up meeting and actually falling in love, mm-hmm. and they have to, like, save the world together. Okay. Um, I can't tell you the twist, but I sobbed while reading this before <laughs> I made it to the actual resolution because I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, it hurt me so deep, but in such a good way. Mm-hmm. And the cover is really fun on this one, too. It's like skeleton hands forming okay. a little heart. And then it the has, cover, yeah. if you've seen the cover, you know the one. It's like bright teal. Mm-hmm. And then it has like a gravestone in the middle with like mercy on one side with a shovel and heart with like his cowboy hat <laughs> on the other side. And they're both like really tall as mm-hmm. well, which is always so funny. Hart's meant to be like seven feet tall. Oh, wow. She's like a six foot tall woman. So they just like tower above the rest of the town, which is so funny. Um, but yeah, that's another one of my favorites. And it's very, um, I don't know. I think you could fight me on it about whether it should live in romance or fantasy. Mm-hmm. I truly think there's an argument both ways, mm-hmm. but as a romance lover and reader, I see it as a romance. Okay. Yeah, like, like you said, sometimes it's hard to determine which it is. You it know? really is, because I think that Venn diagram is almost a circle sometimes. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it is. Like, I can think of a series where, like, um, the Gail Carriger Parasol Protectorate series, mm-hmm. like, I feel like that Venn diagram is pretty much a circle, because I feel like it's very much a romance, but it's also very much a, like, intrigue fantasy series about hunting monsters. Yes. And, um, and it's like, you can't separate that out like sometimes especially with some paranormal romances yeah. like this is another one of the ways i use to decide where i think things would make the most sense to mm-hmm. live is like can i take the magic out of this and it would still make sense mm-hmm. and sometimes i can uh-huh. especially with some paranormal romances like okay she could just be like you know weird and not a vampire and the yeah. story would still make sense <laughs> which is a lot of like the contemporary like rom-com paranormal romances that are popular mm-hmm. right now um but sometimes like i would argue with oh <laughs> Well, I guess undertaking a part in mercy is a good example. I can't separate those elements, mm-hmm. and they have to live together for the story to make any sense. Mm-hmm. So it's it's both, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that brings me to uh, my next one. My next one's actually a romance and sci-fi mix. Ooh. Um, and so sci-fi often um, either involves like time travel or 
you know, actual science, uh, you know, potential futures, uh, different pasts, dystopias, uh, a bunch of different things. Again, just like fantasy, it has a lot of subgenres. Um, and so this one is also a young adult title, and it is called See You Yesterday by Rachel Lynn Solomon. And it involves a little bit of time travel and is um, kind of like Groundhog's Day. <gasps> so it is about this girl named Barrett Bloom, and she is hoping to have a fresh start at college after having like a terrible senior year. And when she gets to college, everything goes wrong. Um, her roommate uh, is actually her nemesis from high school. Oh, classic. <laughs> uh, she goes to her physics class and is completely humiliated by this like know-it-all. Uh, she botches her interview for the college newspaper. And then she goes to a party that night where she accidentally sets a frat on fire. Oh, poor dear. <laughs> and she panics and she flees and she falls asleep in the common room because she gets locked out of her dorm room. And when she wakes up the mor- next morning, she's in her bed and it is the same day all over again. Ooh. And she gets to do it all over again. And uh, th- after the course of doing this a few times, um, she discovers that the guy who humiliated her in physics class is actually also experiencing the same thing and he's been trapped for months that's why he knows everything oh my gosh it all comes together. <laughs> yep and so uh they you know start working together uh his mom is actually the physics professor so he has some knowledge of physics and his dad's also a professor and so together they start working on trying to figure out what it is that's happening and why they're repeating this day and if they can ever break out of it and of course, at first they start out as kind of enemies because he was so rude to her, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they turn into, you know, lovers and um, yeah, it is, it is very cute. Uh, and yeah, Barrett is uh, one thing that plays a part too is she's Jewish and her mom is uh, queer. Her mom is like in a relationship with another woman. And one of the things involved is like uh, her mom's fiance is planning on proposing to her. And Barrett wants that to happen, and she wants to see the proposal, but it's, it can't happen because she's stuck on this day, and it's happening over and over again. And um, and she discovers, too, that, um, you know, Miles is half-Jewish, and so they kind of go over their, their Jewish heritage a little bit, um, and they learn all sorts of things about each other, and, um, yeah, it, it was cute. I liked it a lot. So. I love that. I love <laughs> romances specifically where are two kind of lovers. They have to, like, solve a thing together, and they're Mm -hmm. the only ones who can solve it. And they, like, oh, it's, like, classic enemies to lovers. It's like, fine, well, I have to work with you even though I hate it. And they fall in love. So good. Yeah. Yeah, and Miles is half Asian and half Jewish, and so he's got, you know, he, like, shares some of his Asian culture with her that she's, like, not familiar with, and he learns more about Judaism from her because he doesn't, you know, his family's not as practicing or whatever. Um, So, yeah, but... Yeah, you know, of course, she repeats the same mistakes a couple times. and I feel like you have to just have test to. it out, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I would, anyway. And it's funny because some days she, like, tries to, like, you know, like, at the beginning she's dressed all nice because it's her first day of school. And, like, towards the, like, the middle of the book she's just, like, showing up in her pajamas oh. and, like, not, like, not doing her hair. She's just like, I don't care, like, whatever. You know, and they, they, of course, try to, like, kill themselves to see what would happen. Well, yeah, you gotta try all your angles to break out of that, like. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I gotta read that one. That yeah. sounds so good, yeah. actually. Yeah. So see you yesterday. Um, and I listened to that on audio, but it's available here at the library as a book, too. Um, yeah, both of the ones that I listened to, I listened to on audio. I think both of them were on Hoopla. 
do love a good audiobook lately. I think most of these that I've mentioned, I have done the audiobook version of. Except I know I read the physical book for Undertaking of Heart and Mercy because mm-hmm. the cover is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But all the rest of them, yeah, I've gotten on either Libby or Hoopla, Ooh. which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. You got any others? Oh, I have too many. I have some that I'll just quickly mention. Like okay. If you are someone who likes fantasy romances or romantic fantasies, what have you, I have a couple authors and series that I would recommend starting with. Mm-hmm. Um, a big one is, of course, Jennifer Armentrout. Um, her From Blood and Ash series is very popular among this kind of genre blend. I would also recommend Katie Roberts' Dark Olympus mm-hmm. series, especially if you love like retold myths and legends. Mm-hmm. It's retold Greek mythology that follows like a different kind of romantic relationship in each book. Mm-hmm. That and was the graphic novel series, right? This one is, so that's Lore Olympus. Oh, Lore also Olympus. recommend. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of like retold Greek myths coming out lately okay. as romances. It's a big trend. Okay. Um, but I would recommend that one. The first one's Neon Gods. Mm-hmm. And then Radiant Sin just dropped like last week. And that's the fourth in the series. Mm-hmm. I just finished it last night. It, it's good. But I think book three is still my favorite, which is Wicked Beauty. Mm-hmm. Their, their covers are so good too. Like, oh, just beautiful. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, if you are into like, Shapeshifters, mm-hmm. I would recommend Susanna Allen's Shapeshifters of the Beaumont okay. series. It's like, it's hilarious. It's like a, a Regency romance, mm-hmm. but all of the Duke's main love interests, of course, mm-hmm. are some sort of shifter. Ooh. Like there's werewolves, there's a bear shifter, there's mm-hmm. a lion shifter, and the Prince Regent makes an appearance as like king of the Shapeshifters <laughs> as well. They're like, they're so funny. They've got some little antics in there. Okay, so that great question Mm -hmm. for those of you who read this series i want to talk about this because i want to guess together because it's like a big secret what is but he's like meant to be super powerful and so they (laughs) keep mentioning he's like a mouse or something because there are there's like a turtle shifter that shows up in it there there is a mouse she's very nice and there's a dove shifter um but they're always like oh georgie he's so scary and what what is he i need to know and i'm really hoping that book four Mm -hmm. focuses on him i don't think it will but Mm -hmm. you know i'm putting that into the universe Susanna allen when book four comes out, I want to know what Georgie is. Yeah. But highly recommend if you're into shifter romances. Okay. Um, another one that I just started, which is kind of an older series, is the Black Dagger Brotherhood mm-hmm. series by J.R. Ward. I think it came out in like the early 2000s, and it's got a lot of like vampires, demons, and like vampire hunters. Big mm-hmm. kind of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer energy, oh, cool. actually. Um, I just started book one quite literally last night, mm-hmm. but that's the vibes I'm getting. I think the first one came out in 2005, and there's like over 20 books oh, wow. in the series. Okay. So if you want a long-standing one, mm-hmm. I would recommend starting there. Mm-hmm. And I think by the end, like the most, the next one that's coming out, I think is called Lassiter, and I know that one is like about fallen angels. So mm-hmm. it's it's got a lot going on from what <laughs> I can tell. And then oh. I could talk about Nora Roberts' Dragonheart Legacy series. It's more fantasy than romance, but mm-hmm. it's, it's it's cute. It's sweet. If you like um, kind of like Irish-style mm-hmm. fantasies mm-hmm. where like someone, oh, my long-lost dad is in Ireland. I'm going to go learn about my heritage and end up in like this magical fey world where mm-hmm. I have to save a kingdom. Definitely recommend. What else is on here? Oh, the one that I have to mention solely because I love India Holton as an author, and she's such a nice person, is her Dangerous Damsels series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this really cute, like historical Victorian era fantasy mm-hmm. romance series. And it's like, it's like the Princess Bride in a book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's so cute. And it's like, it's all about like, you know, Regency romances are really focused on like social constraints and the mannerisms and like mm-hmm. what's proper and whatnot as part mm-hmm. of the romance. So that shows up in this, but they're like, 
pirates okay. and thieves and mm-hmm. witches. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's fine for them to, like, you know, steal a house because mm-hmm. they fly houses instead yeah. of ships, yeah. which is another just bonkers yeah. aspect of this book. Um, and that's fine, mm-hmm. right? But they have, they can't, like, be in a room alone together because, mm-hmm. oh, that's improper. But I can steal your house and fly <laughs> away. That's fine. That's totally fine. But, no, my chaperone has to accompany me. Okay. And I think there's there's two books currently out. The first one is The Wisteria Society of Lady Scoundrels. And then there's a third one coming out later this spring. And mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it because mm-hmm. they're just, I don't know, they're so lighthearted and they're very um, light on mm-hmm. the spice as well. So if you want like a real kind of gentle romance, it's good for that as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very good. Anything else? Oh, Lisa, you know I could talk about this all Did day. Did you have any sci-fi ones? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Actually, I do. Um, I just finished a novella um, and it's kind of like more urban fantasy, mm-hmm. I think. But it's called Even Though I Knew the End mm-hmm. by C.L. Polk. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like more of a mystery, romance, urban fantasy combo. Mm-hmm. It's really short, but it's set in like 1930s Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it follows um, a lesbian couple as mm-hmm. they try to like catch the white city vampire. Okay. And it's it's got angels in it. It's got like demons in it. And it's like, I don't know. It's really good. It's really like, <laughs> I don't know. If you love like... Film noir and that yeah. kind of stuff. It's yeah. got a lot of that energy where okay. she's like, you know, she's got her suspenders on and she's a detective and she's gonna solve the mystery. Yeah. It's, so is yeah. the vampire like the the serial killer from the yes the, okay like from yes. the Devil in the White City book by Eric Larson? Okay. It is. Yeah. So okay. it's like it's fascinating in a lot of ways and it's a really quick read. So mm-hmm. I I highly recommend it if you just if you don't have a lot of time or you don't want to like get involved in a nine hundred page book because I think that's. One of my issues with this particular genre blend is a lot of them are Long. massive, yeah. just massive. Like the audiobooks are like, you know, they're upwards of 40 hours, which is a big commitment. Mm-hmm. So if you just want a little taste, even though I knew the end by C.L. Polk, it's well worth it. And it's got a really great cover, too. Um, and then the other sci-fi one that I feel like I have to mention because <laughs> I think half of the library staff is reading this book <laughs> right now. And I mentioned it before because I read the whole series over the summer um, mm-hmm. is Ice Planet Barbarians. <laughs> Um, definitely sci-fi because we're like we're in space there's aliens it's Mm -hmm. a whole thing Um, and they're they're quick reads they're very short Um, and the audiobooks are all on Hoopla and there are physical books at in the collection now Um, I think the first four or five are available as physical books now but they're um, yeah if you're into like alien abduction setting up on a new planet um, any sort of like Space opera kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's very space <laughs> opera-y, and there's a lot of, um, each book focuses on a new kind of pairing, and there's, like, some adventure in it. They do a lot of, like, you know, exploring of the planet. There's hunting in it, and there's a lot of, um, I don't know how to describe it without spoiling it, but okay. they're, like, the girls are pretty, pretty cool. They're mm-hmm. pretty tough, and they do a lot of, um, they get their revenge okay. on their captors. I think, like, book three and four is where we really see that, so mm-hmm. if you read book one and you're interested, and that's... That's the other thing about this series. Okay. And I have everyone that I've talked to who has read Ice Planet Barbarians has said that this has happened to them mm-hmm. as well. You pick up the first one, you blink. Suddenly you've read 11 of them. <laughs> you just you get sucked in. They are, I don't know what's in them. I don't know what Ruby Dixon did mm-hmm. in these books, but they are 
I don't know. It's like you just can't stop once you start. It's like potato chips or like. All right, I might have to check one out. I've heard everybody talking about them with a grain of salt. It's so embarrassing because um, everyone because I wouldn't stop talking about it because it was a huge thing on TikTok mm-hmm. and I think like the Milwaukee Public Library's book club read it at one mm-hmm. point as well. And so now everyone who picks it up is like, Lizzie, guess what I'm reading? And I'm like, oh, it's the big blue alien book, isn't it? Um, but if you're a romance reader and you really want like a sci-fi romance mm-hmm. that's heavy on the spice, yeah, this is definitely for you. Okay. Um, and I will happily recommend my favorites of the series uh-huh. to you. And there is a spin-off series as well okay. by Ruby Dixon called Ice Home. Okay. And I think all of those are on Hoopla as well. Okay. And they're really short. I think some of the books are only about five hours, the audiobooks. Yeah, so they're, they're quick reads. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's so much that goes on. But I, <laughs> I could talk about it all day. So if you read one and you need someone to decompress with, come find me. I'm here. <laughs> all right. Well, unless you have anything else to add. Um... I think those are all of my big ones. I mentioned, oh, the only author I didn't mention, mm-hmm. if you are also into like retold myths and legends, mm-hmm. is Scarlett St. Clair. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of retold myths and legends as these really kind of like dark fantasy romances, mm-hmm. lots of vampires. Um, she has um, a retold Greek myths one as well that follows Hades and Persephone. Mm-hmm. I think that one is A Touch of Darkness is the first one. Mm-hmm. Those of you on TikTok are going to know that title. It was all <laughs> over. And the other series is the... The Adrian and Isolde series. The first one is King of Battle and Blood. Okay. And it's, I read it. I liked it. Book two got a little too wild for me. It just like, <laughs> I don't know. Book one made a lot of sense. We got mm-hmm. vampires. We got like a conqueror. It's it's a retelling of the Tristan and Isolde myth. Yeah. So if you know that, you kind of know the basic storyline. And then book two, suddenly we get like an explosion of other like legendary mythical okay. creatures and storylines. It went off the rails a little like, bit. <laughs> it did. It took a hard left. But the cover is really beautiful. <laughs> so, of course, it sucked me in. But, yeah, book two lost me a little bit. But book one is really, really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can find uh, all these books listed on our podcast's book lists on the website. Uh, as always, if you have any questions or comments for your host, you can email us at shortstacks at gmail.com. And if you are looking for any fun events to do at the library, you can always check out our website, shorelibrary.org, and our events calendar there. As always, if you have any questions or comments for your host, you can email us at shortstacks at gmail.com. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, or iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening, and be well. The Short Stacks is produced by Lisa Quintero and Lizzie Jelly for the Short Public Library. Music for the show is by Kevin McLeod. The song is called Ice Flow and can be found on incompetech.com.